Welcome to the Nine Brawl Podcast, where we tackle daily life challenges and apply God's word to illuminate and preserve his truth while leading others to salvation through Christ Jesus. Let's join your hosts. It won't do anything. Welcome to the Nabra Podcast with Jeff Anthony and friend of the show, Clint Walker. We're going to do this again. Yes. <laughs> Just so you guys know, um, pretty soon, uh, we hope we're going to have a sound engineer <laughs> and a producer. Uh, so things like what just happened don't happen. So Clint and I have been actually sitting here for uh, <laughs> What time did we sit down? Uh, I want to say it was like two hours ago. Yeah. We've been sitting here for two hours. We had a practice run. And, man, did we have some deep conversations in that practice run. But you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, Clint, it's probably a great thing, God watching over us, and me not uh, hit that record button. Why? Because we said a bunch of stuff we should have said. <laughs> there must have been something. There yeah, must have been something. That, that wasn't quite biblical. Let's, let, we're not going to record on this. <laughs> God's always watching out. Thank you, Lord. Well, so first of all, hey, welcome back, buddy. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <You're> here. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to have you here. Um, Sean's uh, away in a trip. Uh, you were saying that he went to Kansas City? Kansas City uh, to a VBS. Oh, so nice. Vacation Bible School. He's taking vacation to Vacation Bible School. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to look at the gain here just to make sure everything sounds okay. And it is recording. It is it Con- is recording. Right. It's now one one minute and forty seconds. All right, we're so, actually seeing it climb now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out why uh, my I don't hear the hissing anymore. I'm okay with Isn't no more hissing. Good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say so. Okay. If not, I'm just gonna get this a little bit closer just to just to be safe. Um, but um, we're gonna continue on to the apologetics class. At least now you have some really good notes. Hopefully we can. Uh, talk about those talking points here. Um, so what we've done, because Sean, um, like I mentioned, is on this trip, and uh, he actually took a, another week off um, to to handle some stuff. Uh, we started with um, looking at taking some of the questions that were on the um, questions most Christians hope don't get asked. And uh, what we did, we kind of came up with an idea of taking one of those questions and putting it to either a debate or um, some kind of trial. Uh, ended up being kind of like a hybrid at the end of the day. There was a lot that just went on. It was fun nonetheless. Um, but as a trial run, uh, I posed the question um, just to get the conversation going is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and ask you. So hopefully it'll come out a lot better in the second run now. We'll see. <laughs> Why, if I was an atheist coming to you, and I'm gonna pose the question like, why do you have to have? Why does God have to exist for you? Like, why does He have to be real? Why do you need Him to exist? And I'm I'm gonna do myself a disservice to try to remember what I said, but I'll just say it again from what I believe. I don't need God to exist. I believe God exists from what I see in his creation. I, he is my best explanation for everything. He is the answer to life. He is the answer to creation. Um, the whole everything came from nothing doesn't make sense. So 
I don't I don't need him. I don't need him to um, to be my imaginary friend or whatever. It it's I am a better person because I believe in God. Without God, I would be lost to myself and I would be of no good to anybody else on this earth. Yeah, and um I, I feel the same way. I don't I don't need God to exist. I need God. Mm-hmm. But I don't need him to exist <clears throat> because it is it having the Christian life is hard. That's mm-hmm. why it's very narrow. Mm-hmm. Right? The road to salvation is narrow, but the road to destruction is wide. Um because us as human, we we want to do what we what makes us happy. Right. But it, trying to the pursuit of happiness leads us to pursuit of destruction at the same time. Um, so um, having having God in our life and him revealing himself to us, we really to us. Uh, it's a burden. I, 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 I know you know what I mean. It's not like, oh, my gosh, I have to believe in God. No, and I have to yeah. be good. It's to a non-believer. It's a burden. Correct. It's it's easier to do exactly yes. what you want to do. Yeah. And they think all well, these rules are going to tie me down, but Jesus says, my yoke is easy. You mm-hmm. come to me, follow me. When when we surrender to Jesus, our my life is easier. It just is. I don't I'm not as stressed out. I'm not thinking when I'm relying on myself is when I have all my stress. When I rely on Jesus, I'm like, I, I can't do this. And just just give it up to God, surrender. When I can perfectly surrender, then um, then I'm out of the way. God mm-hmm. kind of like uses me as the tool and, and yeah, yeah. Things, things become easier. Yeah. And I think um, as we, we talked uh, the, these last few days together, right, we've been, we've been talking a lot and uh, just one thing I've come, come to realize, even if I try to, <clears throat> Let me back up. I've lived a life where I wanted him not to exist. Mm-hmm. Right. But he kept showing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And you talk about um, how he keeps showing up in your life, how much you when you do leave it at his feet. Right. And you you put those burdens on him to carry how he shows up, how faithful he is. Not saying that you don't have struggles in your life. Right. Right. But to know that he's there when you can't no more to lift you up and take you. And and he shows these evidences, right? Um, and I'm trying to be vague as possible because I don't want to put your business out there. But I know that you and I have been talking about um, stuff and you're like, look, here's this stuff. And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Like out of nowhere. Like how did that even happen? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's more than just coincidence. It's like, yeah. how did it happen? You know, so... Um, us wanting, we don't need, you know, you know what I'm trying to get to? I I know, I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, like when, when I was struggling with my own faith, um, I, I came to a point where I said, I don't know if I believe in God anymore. And I came to that realization. And when I started to feel that way, I was like, then why am I doing any of this other stuff? This quote unquote Christian stuff, this lie. Why am I married to my wife who we fight? We're not perfect. I don't want to be with this. I want to be with every other woman. I, I want my selfish desires. So I want 
the only thing that's keeping me from not getting a divorce is my belief in God. And if I don't believe in God, then I'm free. I can do what yeah. I want. And that's literally what I thought. And I had a conversation with, with Heather and my wife, and it was, it was hard for a while. But because Jesus doesn't let go, and I found uh, some videos on uh, YouTube, apologetics, finding God in life, kind of outside the Bible, but like seeing him everywhere. And, and he is the reason why we, we, why we are here. That, that's what brought me back. And then the birth of my son. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, these things aren't coincidences that, uh, that God's with us when, when we desperately need him. And, and we can use times of, of trauma, um, of, of, of struggle to be this wedge. And if we put it in between us and God, it actually wedges, wedges us farther away. If we're always trying to blame God for anything we're going through, it's going to wedge us away. But if we put it that on the other side, it's, it's actually going to push us closer together. So, um, saying whatever we're dealing with, this is not God's fault, but I need to lean on God more right mm-hmm. now. And so, yeah. <clears throat> and one of the, when we, when we pose that question, uh, if someone was to pose that question to me, um, the very first thing I would have said is before I answer that question, why do you need God not to exist? Mm. Right. Like why, why is it that, why is it a big issue to, to you that I believe in God? Right. So, and we practice that in here. <clears throat> and when I pose the question, first thing I went, I'm like, oh, religion, religion, religion. And went straight to the religion talk. And it was like, okay. So, when, with that being said, is your problem with God or is it a problem with religion itself? Mm. Right. And of course, they're going to be like, it's the same thing. I was like, oh, no. It's not, and, it's not the it's not the same thing, right? Um, but let's go there. So, is it Christians? Is it Muslims? It's you can get into the questions, because all all you start to do is to figure out if there's hurt there, or if they're just like, yeah, just I don't, I just believe in science, mm-hmm. right? Whatever the case may be. But one of the biggest things in tactics that I read uh, read in doing that class was ask questions. Yeah. Right. And they don't have to be hard questions. We want to lead to harsh questions that will reveal things, but it should be like questions to, to understand. And in sales, when we ask questions, we're, we're trying to understand instead of to be understood. Mm. We want to understand where their position, how they got there. Right. Sean does a very good job of like, what's your evidence? He says, what's your evidence and how did you get here? Right. And when I first met Sean, like, I forgot what our conversation was in regards. I think it had to do with, um, I think it was, we were just talking, we were talking about uh, illegal or do, about uh, President Trump. Okay. Right. And, um, and of course I was like, oh, I just, I, I took the other view. Like, well, you know, I, 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 I don't like him. I don't like him because of these things. And, he, and of course it's like, okay, great. What's, what's your evidence? And, how did you come to that? Well, what, based on that evidence, how do you feel about that? And people hate that. People hate to be asked that question. Well, because I heard it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the because CNN told me this. 
because our Fox <laughs> News. Fox yeah, News, yeah. yeah. Right, it's on both ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least that way, he was trying to really be like, okay, like, oh, so what you heard, I mean, did you did you actually investigate that? and Or did you just, was it just hearsay and you just went with that? Is that how, how, how you kind of live your life? Is that how you build it? It's just by whatever people are saying and not actually investigating and how does that work for you? Right? Like, dude, you like, I would get an attitude if people are asking me like, what is it to you? Yeah. That's the way I live. That's, that's the way I learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's like you read books. <laughs> I watch TV. <laughs> that's Big literally, world. that's literally Sean and I, he Big read up when I find about it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, but whatever the case, uh, you know, asking questions is is key to the whole entire thing versus getting uh, offended by by it, right? So um, one of the things that we give you credit for in the podcast, we said it before, is that, right, I'll, I'll let you say it. Oh, that Christians should be the least offended people in the world because we should be really understanding where we're at, like, and not allowing hurt non-believers to uh, lash out and hurt us because th- that's what they're going to do. They're going to want us to, to become emotional in these. And, and that, that's when I think they gotcha. You got yeah. emotional. You yell at me. That's, ex- this is what I, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, we lose. Mm-hmm. We've lost the argument. And I think we, we said this at least in the last one saying something about like finding a point of agreeance. Yeah. So the whole point of religion, I can say, you know what, I, I, I kind of agree with you. Religion um, could be a construct of man for, to control, but that's not God. Like, God... Hold on, hold on. It's gonna so come back. It, it got dark and you went blank? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my, my brain went away. Um, Religion could be a construct of uh, of man to control, but God God doesn't want to control you. God wants that relationship with you. He He wants He's given you freedom of choice, free will to choose how you want to live your life. That's the opposite of control. Yeah, that that's that's like saying, do what you will. Yeah. Love me or don't love me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole choice of this life to love God or to love yourself. Yeah. It's, it's important to know that, um, they have a lot more to gain than, than anything. Right. We, if we are firm in God's word, we don't lose. We don't lose. Mm. Right. Because we've been already given victory and we've been saved. So we have treasure that's awaiting us in, in heaven, which is, which is Christ. Right. So, no matter what they say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? It's just just chalk it up to part of the um, living here but not being of here. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, Aaron uh, said it in, in Wednesday's class once. Is, and to me, it's it's allowed me to be a lot more compassionate, you know. And um, so I'm going to give him credit. I'm not sure if he heard this somewhere else or, or he came up with it himself when he mentioned that um, there's there's two things. For the believer, this is the closest we'll ever get to hell. And for the non-believer, this is the closest they'll ever get to heaven. Mm-hmm. So if, they're, if they are going to remain part of the, the non-believing crowd, even after the, uh, God reveals himself, I want to make this 
part of heaven really good for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I can, I can see that. No, there's, there's truth in that and it's sad, but why do I, yeah, I gotta be careful how I say this. Like, why do I want to take their joy away from their life? I I don't want to be the, the thing that I'm trying to crush their current dreams, but at the same time, they need to see that they're lost. They need to see that they're, they're headed towards destruction. Yeah. But I'm glad you said that because you're not taking away joy because they don't have it. They, they have happiness. That is true. Yep. Right. Yep. Happiness is temporal. It's only temporary. We actually said this at the very end. I said, how do you spell joy? Uh, Jay. I, I try to do it the same way. J O Y. So Jesus first, others, and then yourself last. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, someone joy as it's defined. Um, yeah, it's it's only attained through through Jesus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they can be happy, mm-hmm. but more than more than not, I, I believe people that don't have God in their life, they're struggling. They're hurting. Yeah. Yeah, and you know we all have stories, and we're not going to go deep into it. Um, but we see story after story after story of how people said, "I was trying to fill this big void in my heart with drugs, with uh, whatever the case may be, and was never able to find it because instead of filling the hole, they were making the hole bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's only one thing that can fill that void, and we all." We're lucky. We're blessed. What a gift to receive Christ and to have joy. You know, like people, people think it's crazy when we as uh, believers um, are able to say that we have joy in suffering. Mm. Yeah, that's that's right. that's a that's a hard it's thing an o- to com- it's an oxymoron sort yeah. of thing mm-hmm. to and and joy in that account is not happiness. Correct. We're not told to be happy when we suffer loss, Mm -hmm. but to say, you know what, I'm going to mourn this person or I'm going to mourn this situation or whatever, but to know they had hope in Jesus. I have hope in Jesus and one day we'll be together. Mm -hmm. So I can find joy in that. I can find joy in, uh, something in my path, like losing my business just, and then, then seeing later on like how that changed my life and how that directed me i can see that and and uh, did did we talk about this last time about the um the chinese farmer that that um that was like i lost my horse today we did yeah okay then we don't (laughs) were we recording then (laughs) that's even that's even harder to just do the quick version okay no i (laughs) Did I, I lost my horse today, and all, all the all his neighbors come by. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, is it good or is it bad? We won't know. Mm-hmm. And then later on, something else happens. Uh, it's just back they, call, they call the son. Yeah, the son's going to go to mm-hmm. war, but bef- before that, he breaks his leg. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry he broke his leg. And then, then they don't take him to war because his leg is broken. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it good or bad? We don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I was headed with that. But. Yeah. But no. But yeah, so... For for us, it, it, that's why I think the non-believers, it's really hard for them. And I think what they're really trying to ask is like, how can I believe in God 
to have that because man it just really makes me upset that you have something i don't that that kind of like peace in suffering peace in that everything's not going right peace of someone you know what i mean but they just like, call us naive i mean I, I, yeah I, they I, do I, they do they, yeah I mean, and in the nicest of terms that's what they will call us but if if you can see i mean there's a lot of people that will say it, christians can handle loss better right mm-hmm. is it more like they it's like the placebo effect like we just believe in something that doesn't really exist, but we just believe it enough to where it does relieve our pain. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Which, um, when we thought we were recording, we actually went a little bit on, on that end of, uh, me playing the devil's advocate of this, of this part of the placebo, right? Like the make believe friend Mm. to make you feel better Mm. type situation. Um, but the, the good thing is that if we all reflect in, um, our journey of being saved and being Christians and with them, we have evidences. So it's not just a a fake pill to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. We're actually seeing it. It's not stuff that we're, we're not new age. We don't manifest our happiness. Mm -hmm. God manifests our happiness. God manifests our joys because he's in control of the whole thing. We don't have power in our word. There's power in his word. There's power in his blood. So what's the goal of this podcast? Are we going over contradictions? So we're, we're, we're just talking right now as far as what. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, getting training. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember the last time we, yeah, we yeah, talked we're, for a long time and then we said, oh, yeah, yeah. We're now about, we're going to start our podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, we're about to jump into that. But I wanted to talk about because we haven't had a, we didn't have a podcast last week, at least what, what it was about, what we were training, what training what were we getting ready to venture into so um but i i think the question itself was worth talking about because it is something that we should be able to defend of why why is why do we need god to exist right because one day it's gonna someone's gonna pose that question to you and it should be like uh, i don't need him to exist but why do you need him not to exist is really the question Right. And we already know it's it's nobody. People would just want to live their life and not be held accountable for their actions. And that that's really what it comes down to. And if there's something deeper than that, then the way we react to it by just asking questions and uncovering and letting the Holy Spirit reveal what's actually going, then we'll allow the seeds to start spreading. And because we we may not be the ones who are going to harvest that. But we yeah. can be at least the ones throwing the seeds down and allow someone else like a Sean Campbell or a Mark Simmons to come in and and do what they need to do. And that was something we, we discussed last time. You said that Sean may not have been the, the person that would have helped you come mm-hmm. find Jesus. I said, well, everybody, their story, their witness, we all have our individual person that God will divinely put us together and that your story and their hurt you share the same hurt, the same story. You are the person that can help them best understand who God is and why they need God. So we might be having this conversation with this atheist or whatever, and our stories, they just don't click. Mm -hmm. And they just may be wanting to try to hurt us and all that stuff. And, and 
it, it's it's kind of a meaningless conversation. We talked about throwing your pearls before swine. Um, that finding out what their goal is, do they even care to have a real conversation? But um, I think w- w- when you know you're in a conversation with someone who is listening to you, and you've shared some personal information with them, and and they they kind of yeah, I similar situation or whatever. I I, I think that's that's when you can start to feel like okay this this conversation might lead somewhere this conversation might mean more to this person in this moment in their life so yeah all right so let's go ahead and let's venture into um now that we set up what this class was on sunday um so sunday we we tackled um the atheist asking the question um how can you believe in the Bible, a book full of myths, contradictions, and mistakes? Mm. So, um, in preparation for the class, right? Um, I try to make, I try to make sure I let them, uh, know like, Hey, um, the, the burden, the burden falls upon the atheists and not upon ourselves because they're the ones trying to come and convince us that we're, we're in the wrong. Uh, so, but the, the Christian, um, advocates ended up accepting the burden. Um, so they, they kind of, they set themselves up a little bit. Uh, and then, uh, Liam, uh, he took full advantage of it. You know, he came in hot, man. He, he he, lit him up. He did. He did. And, uh, it really kind of left them kind of startled. And uh, Liam really came in exactly what you would expect uh, a non-believer to do. He came in and he just fired shot after shot after shot after shot after shot of things that weren't really relevant. Mm. But they were talking points that made it look like they were relevant. I think they want to come in. There's a fighting style where you just come in swinging. You just you're throwing Barbarian. a bar- throwing a barrage of punches into someone who doesn't know how to fight or doesn't know how to block. You're just knocked back. You don't know what to do. And some of these, I mean, just they're wild. They're just swinging like crazy, but it's fast. And they want to catch you off guard. They want to maybe land a couple of blows, and all of a sudden you're just like, uh, I don't know, stutter. You don't know what to say. You you can't think. And all of a sudden, you're just you're stuck there. You're stuck in the mud, mentally. That you, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Yeah, you win. Like, yeah, yeah. And and of course, I think I, I'm only gonna believe that we actually talked about it during the recording session. If not, I'm gonna be really quick about it. It's always about hearing hearing what they gotta say, and then just posing the question and focus on. The one thing, because even the setup has three things in it. You have mm-hmm. myth, contradictions, and mistakes. Yeah. Okay, great. There, there's three different things. Let's just focus on one first, yeah. right? And if you're gonna focus, focus on the strongest thing that you can that you're you can be like, okay, great. I've heard the mistakes. Don't know the contradictions, and but the mistakes. Mm, okay. They're like, oh the a punctuation here or mm-hmm. this here right or be like miss okay great i i know a little bit about mythology mm-hmm. right so 
the the good thing is just try to take your your strongest point that you can. Okay. Right. But and, once again, you're the burden of pulling up examples of mm-hmm. these things is on them. Right. Like, but what but you still yeah. But in any any conversation that you have, right? You don't want to have a conversation not know anything about it. Correct. Yeah. So if, for sure, I, I would suggest, and you know, Sean, if I'm incorrect, you can you can say this next week that I'm incorrect. But I think you would want to start off with the str- strongest thing that you you have, because then you can build this conversation and never get to the other talking points that they had to try to throw you off. You know what I mean? So if if myth mythology, myth, you know, is your stronger suit, start there and then at least you can be like, OK, let's start with myth. What myths exactly are you talking about? Give me an example. Cause then you can actually listen to them and start kind of, all right, that I've heard this one. I heard this one. Yeah. Right. But once again, we do, we do have to listen to try to understand where they're coming from, but not, we don't have to agree with where they're coming from. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but that, that's what I recommend and that's what they should have done. And, And that's the first thing Sean, after the class he's like, Oh, you guys went to a straight defensive mode versus an offensive mode mm-hmm. i always go to offensive great let let me ask you questions let me ask you questions mm. yeah. yeah but um i don't know i had so with this question had, what's common have you heard this been asked to you before or other people talked about it you know what are some of the common myths that you've heard or contradictions or mistakes talking about me uh-huh. what myths like, yeah oh well uh, the one thing that we brought up Last time you brought up uh, the genealogies were different, mm-hmm. and uh, if 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 they're laying it out a certain way, and you're not thinking really clearly about it, you can allow them to I don't want to say trick you, but think that these are, they're talking about the same exact genealogies. But when, was it one Joseph and one was Mary's genealogy? Is that what it, what you yes. came uh-huh. down to? Mm-hmm. So of course they're going to be different. So that that doesn't seem like a contradiction or a mistake, but that that could be a way to trick a Christian to believe. Oh, okay, yeah, they those are different. I don't know what to say. Yeah, and we did. We we went in. I know that uh, when we were we thought we were recording, we went kind of into the debate thing, right? But the most important thing is that we have to know God's word. We have to not just read it. We have to study it and meditate on it. Right. That's how we grow and mature. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we get into situations where people are questioning, you're not going to panic. Yeah. And then I said, um, never feel bad to say, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that. Let me, let me, let me think on that for a little bit. Let me go study. Let me look it up because I'm not a encyclopedia of knowledge and whatever you bring up to me, I can't just pop it out of my head. I brought up last time that there's there's an app, the Cold Case Christianity app, and it has some hot shots. Um, so I, I had said that when you're in a conversation, you can say, "Oh, let me uh, let me go use the restroom." Jeff said this was a white lie, but I would really use the restroom. <laughs> I would really go use the restroom, then I'd quickly look at that and see if I could. Okay, what does James Warner Wallace say about this, and what, what does he kind of think? And okay, that, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. So it gives you a little bit, kind of some ammunition to come back with, mm-hmm. uh, so you can keep the conversation going. So you're not just spinning your wheels. And so 
I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Don't lie. Actually use the restroom. Someone's coming in here. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> we scared someone. Thank you. Thank you for taking. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, and you know, so the the biggest thing too, I was when you were talking about that, all I could think about was like the water boy. That's a <laughs> when he was H two O. When the uh, kicker, right? He was like, oh, he's looking for like the the one that's not ready. You know, when they were trying to do the onside kick. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, he's looking for the one that's like, oh, I'm just kind of here. I don't know what I'm doing. Typically, that's who they like to pick out. Yeah. You know, they're going to pick out one of the weakest and then bombard them and try to build a case there. And then they're going to put it on YouTube and put it on some kind of social streaming and be like, you see, this is this is why. So um, the. I'm trying to think of what the 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 proper name that they they use from, but like the the Muslim apologist groups like mm. um when they go out and try to to pick on christians that don't know they they do a good job because they try to find the ones that don't know the scripture know. like the life. man on the street quizzes and stuff yeah like. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so uh but if if we do if we if we're really in god's word when it comes to the bible we should be able to um defend our faith very yes. easy but I think there's a defending of faith and then there's really in-depth Bible trivia that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't think we necessarily need to know what every little king was. That's, that's, that's just yeah. me. But, uh, just I, <laughs> just, I, I just, yeah, I, yeah. The seven year old <laughs> king yeah. or was he 20 year old? That, that, that was supposed that's, to, yes. One of the kings mistakes. And Chronicles. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and then, I, and I have to study that one. So, and then I said about these mistakes, these, these, contradictions are the inconsequential you you brought up you brought up um this is a narrative mm-hmm. this is the, this this book god's word is a narrative to show who god is who jesus is he's the savior of all humanity and what does it matter if if he was 20 or 7 years old I, and but, I, I but you, you said think, it best like how does him being 7 and him being 20 unravel and um, yeah like how does that affect your your salvation your, salvation. your, your belief in god right. mm-hmm. and who god is and i don't know if it's wrong to think this but god didn't write this book men had the pen and they were physically writing and that the spirit was working through them but they wrote in their own their own words mm-hmm. they all every book <laughs> set is is written by an individual man and that that man wrote in his own style well you know because you, you you talked about uh j j warner wallace but also uh, sean mcdowell you know when they start talking about the bible <clears throat> and the narrative even if there's these little small things right because they try to make this the small big mm-hmm. and we allow them to do it okay um because we're not prepared for it. But if, if you look at these things, um, let me, I just blanked where I was going with this. Um, I was talking about Jay Warner Wallace. Mm-hmm. Talking they're about, talking about the small things, making the small things big. This is only our second time through this. Don't worry. I know. Like what the heck is going <laughs> on, bro? Um, 
Well, uh, hold on. Rewind back. Repeat what you, what you just were, were on. <laughs> now you're asking me to go back in time. Uh, I had said something about that God, uh, God oh, didn't. I remember. I got it back. Good. Got it back. All right. No matter what these little small indifferences are, right? Because you brought it up in, in the cold case, Christianity goes like, that's even further proof that this is a real thing because the stories aren't exactly the same, but they're the same story, right? That if you look at the Bible and the time periods that it covers, how many different authors, how many time periods, and they're all the same. The, the narrative is the yeah. same. Everything's the same. So you can try to do the telephone game, right? Try to do telephone game over 3,500 years, right? It should come out complete gibberish. Yeah. But for it to be coherent and the same, yeah. man, that's, that's one amazing telephone game. Yeah. But when it comes to the small things, and then James Warner, he's a cold case investigator, and he, he's a police detective. And when he comes up on a scene of a crime and he asks five, seven, whatever it is, witnesses, if he hears the exact same story from all of them, he knows that they have uh, gotten together and conspired and said, mm-hmm. let's get our story straight. But if he hears different stories, they've all saw it a little bit differently. That's when he can believe it. So when we hear these, oh, that's a little inconsistent there, it actually be, should be more evidence of it being true than Oh, it's like every little small detail is like, but what you were saying, the narrative is true. The, the underlying, it's almost like there's like this secret, this code that's written within the words, this narrative of who God is. And that is untouched. Yeah. And, and Mark Simmons actually brought that up in class. And, you know, I, I challenged him just because I was playing the, the devil's advocate there. Right. Just to kind of, for the class to be prepared for for those types uh, that are out there because you know they to them they're already lost they they don't have nothing to lose right but they have so much more to gain by us saying hey if i was to give you that there is some indifferences here but the overall is the same wouldn't you want to be part of the overall and not the indifference Mm. Right, like that's you. You want to build your life on the indifference. Mm. That that I don't know. It, to me, I guess that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right, and and you pose it that like that doesn't make any sense. Could you ex- further explain that to me? What am I missing? What am I not seeing? What am I? Right, and but you have to be prepared to be like, because they're gonna be like, oh, because you're stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we did mm-hmm. the video, right? The video last week or two weeks ago, when they're like. You're dumb for believing in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I that's a great way I to start I'm, off a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a dummy, I guess. I'm a dummy for Jesus. Dummies yeah. for Jesus. That, they got a book. Right? I got to go Barnes books. for Noble. Yeah. Barnes for Noble. Bar- um, Barnes and Noble. Well, one thing I remember saying last, the, the first time through uh-huh. this was um, a question to ask the atheist or whoever that you're in a conversation to say, okay, is there anything I could possibly say? to make you believe in God mm-hmm. is, is could there be anything that I could, if, if there was, if I said the most, just this made sense to you completely, would you believe in God? Mm-hmm. If I could say something like that. And if their answer is no, then you're talking to a wall. Yeah. And you mentioned that when we were talking about uh, throwing your pearls, right. Uh, to swine. Uh, to yeah. swine. So 
<clears throat> but yeah, my only, this is where it gets a little difficult because then you have a choice to make. Are you going to take an apologist? Because apologetics is not evangelism. It can lead to, to evangelism, right? So is that question more evangelistic or is it more apologetic? Or can it be both? Uh, I think it fits somewhere in both. I, I, if, 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 if they say yes, then it's evangelistic. Like, okay, we can, I mean, I don't know if it's, if they say no, they're either being really super stubborn, which obviously they are. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're just being so stubborn in that moment that they, they won't say yes, but maybe inside got to work on their heart. And maybe the answer is yes, they would. Yeah. I don't know. It, you know, you know, it's a really good one that uh, somebody used on me. They're like, you know what, Jeff Anthony, I know God's working on you because you're you're here asking me that question. <laughs> that used yeah. to irritate me so bad. I was yeah. like, well, I, but I but it's it really is the truth, right? Like, absolutely. It's like, oh, I, I told told a young man here at our church. He came up and was reluctant to say a few things, but he had some questions. I said, questions mean that you're you're wanting to grow. Mm -hmm. You're not just willing to accept whatever everyone else just tells you, and you just have to accept it. Like, no, questions are, are the way we understand more, the way we grow, and the way we get stronger in our faith becomes our own faith is when we question it. I don't think God's afraid of our questions at all. People are, are afraid of questions when they, can't, when they feel vulnerable and they can't answer them. Yeah. I think he encourages us to ask questions, right? Um, he says, be like the Bereans, right? Yep. Uh, investigate and question everything. So, Absolutely. Um, and we should, and we should uh, put it to his word. And, um, and I think that's where the difficulty for the, the non-believer comes in because that was my pushback a little bit was on, um, I'm asked to believe and to compare to his word. But if there's, there's inaccuracy how can i right that that was the mm -hmm. that i think that's an honest viewpoint none of them majority of them aren't going to do that right they're not going to do that 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 in itself if i hear someone ask ask me that question man i am going to be like grinning from ear to ear because i'm like thank you lord <laughs> this yes Thank you for the softball. I get to go do I get to do what I love doing most, which is going into evangelism at that mm -hmm. point because they are literally asking for help mm -hmm. when they're like it's a matter of being saved and not being saved, right? And yeah. that's where testimony then comes in. Oh yeah, and it's like and that goes back to if God put them here right now mm -hmm. to hear your story, it's going to connect. Mm -hmm. Like God these divine meetings where we meet people and um, in our witness story, God puts you through, hold on. You have gone through hurt and trial and, and anguish in your life. And God is going to use that to help others through their hurt and trials and anguish. I don't believe God made those things happen, but he's going to use those things. So, and he knows the hearts of these other people. And he knows this person needs to come and talk to Jeff. This person needs to come talk to Jeff. And because of you, 
these individuals will know Christ better. And like I said, if those same people come to talk, talk to me, they, it, may, it, may, it may fall on deaf ears. My, my story doesn't mean as much to them as your story means to them. So it, it'll mean some, right? We're just, we all throw us, throw seeds and there's yeah, the harvesters. Absolutely. And, you know, so yeah, I, I totally get where, where you're coming from there. Um, because it is getting late and you guys missed an excellent two and a half hour conversation prior excellent. to this. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't even give sound bites. <laughs> no, but I mean, maybe we're being more precise this time. Yeah. And instead of babbling, God, God said that, well, that was fine. Y'all had fun, but here, let's shorten it up. Yeah. Let's get to the point. Yeah. Sean will be back next week. Let's go. Don't down the, no, no rabbit holes this time. Let's, let's stick to the point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, do you have anything on, on your notes there that we may have missed that you want to touch up on that? Uh, I, I think I, I, do you know what I have written here? It says don't, don't, don't. I must've been writing it and then actually started to talk about it. And so I stopped mm. writing. So I have no idea what that means. Don't. And then straw man. Oh, yeah, yeah. We looked up straw man, not strong man. Straw man. Yeah. Um, yeah, we said that um, not to panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Be aware of the straw man, right? Because that's that's how they get you. The red herrings. Yeah, the red herrings. And, uh, you know, so whatever the topic is, just don't panic. Don't fall for the straw man and the, the, the red herrings. Focus on the one thing. Focus on the one question. And then when it tries to get out of control again, thank you for that. Yeah. Let's, let's go back to this one thing. T- take a restroom break, look at Gold Case Christianity <laughs> hot shots, and then uh, get some more ammunition and go back in. There you go. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. Let's do it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you for allowing Clinton and I to, to be here and to uh, present this podcast to to the listeners, um, we're really privileged to be able to do things like this, Lord. And um, I find so much joy in being able to to help my brothers and sisters through you. Um, only It's only possible because of you. Heavenly Father, uh, we ask that you watch over our brothers and sisters throughout the week. Um, and uh, uh, help us to be light to others. And if situations come up where we do have to defend our faith, Lord, Help us to be calm, gentle, kind, and loving. But most of all, to understand, um, as you told uh, Peter and John, uh, not to panic because your Holy Spirit will provide the words that need to be said, Lord, and we should trust you um, when it comes to those things. Lord, um, thank you for this church. Thank you for the elders. Lord, I pray for our uh, our government, uh, that they may be able to Uh, Come back to making this a country under you instead of ourselves, Lord. Lord, I love you, and I thank you, and I praise you, and thank you once again for um, my brother here who willingly makes time for uh, for me to to be able to do this podcast with somebody versus uh, just by myself because um, that would not be good. <laughs> and so I thank you very much for Clinton. Uh, thank you for his wife for allowing him to, uh, give us some time and share. Cause, um, I know that's a, that's a big deal. So Lord, as always, we thank you. We praise you in the name of your son through the power of your Holy spirit. Amen. Amen. This concludes this week's podcast. 
Just remember, when the world tries to get you to backslide, all you gotta say is, Nah, bro.